St. John's Nation, thank you for tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Podcast. St. John's is located at 715 Winding Road in Kingston, Georgia. We are under the leadership of Pastor Michael H. L. Robertson Sr. Today's podcast is a special one. It's Mother's Day. So is your mother nearby or even long distance? Call them and tell them that you love them. Today's podcast is titled, Hold On to Your Faith. But before we get to Pastor Michael H. L. Robertson Sr., I want you to enjoy the St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Young Adult Choir. I hope you enjoy. Be blessed.
This your man of God is bring forth your word. God, open the ears, the eyes, the hearts of these your people now. Not for them to hear me, but they can hear you, they can receive you, their lives can be changed. God, we pray now that if anyone here, anyone on the internet, on Facebook, on YouTube, or wherever they may be, God, that if they hear your word, they would give their life over to you. Oh, no more, God, this is the best life that we have. That's in you, Father God. We ask now, God, for you to move, just have thine way. And we ask you now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. With their mindful, amen, of what the day is, it's Mother's Day, amen, a day that's very special. Um, for mothers, and I ask that everyone who has their mother um, with them, um, where they can reach out to them, um, you know, do something for your mother. If you can't take her anywhere, just show her just how special she is. If she's not here when you can, just reach out and do something for her. Give her a call on the phone, amen, and let her know that you love her and you appreciate her. Even if you think that your mother is not all that you wanted her to be, but there's something about God. He don't make mistakes, amen. God has a way, amen, of pairing us up, amen. He give us the right mothers and the right fathers, amen, to fit us, amen. Uh, so please let your mothers know just how much you care for them and about them and that you love them, amen. And I, I once read that um, whenever we're at the point of childbirth, that is one of the closest times that a woman comes to death, amen. Am I right about a nurse? Amen. Amen. That that is one of the main times. So close to death, amen. And and today, amen, as you take a look at the news, you read some of the back articles, we find that we still have a lot of women who are dying in childbirth. It does not make the news. It's not at the virus level. It's not at the level of the shooting up in Brunswick, amen. But women are losing their lives every day because they're trying and they're desiring to give another life, amen. And so when you look at your mother, just think how close she came to death just for you to be here. And with that being said, it's kind of like a Christ. And I'm not saying you're Christ, but it's like a Christ. And he was willing to give his life that we could live. She was willing to then make that sacrifice and go through those nine months of um, pain and trials and tribulation and just to get you into this world. Amen. So we have a lot to be grateful 
to our mothers for. Amen? And in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 23 reads, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And in here we find uh, the writer of Hebrews, and he went down the list and he told us there's no more sacrifice for sin because Christ has already died for us, and he died for us one time, and he's not going to die again. Therefore, um, the onus is upon us, amen, to live a life that's well-pleasing to the Lord. Um, the first way we do that, amen, is by giving our life over to the Lord. And once we give our lives over to the Lord, we make a profession before men, before women, and before God, that we're going to live for God. Amen. We say, for God I live, and for God I die. Uh, we make a profession that we're going to tell somebody about the Savior who died for us. We've all declared that if you say you're covered by the blood of Jesus, then you declared, amen, to God, angels, and even congregations, that God is your all in all, and you're going to live for him, amen. That's what we confess out of our mouth. That's what we believe in our heart. That's our profession. Amen. But with that, we find that when times get hard and challenging the way they are, it's very easy, amen, for individuals to fall away from the Lord. Amen. We thank God for everybody being here. We thank God for listening. But we find it is so easy to slip away from God when things get hard. When things are going really bad, amen, we tend to ask, amen, for help. From somebody else, amen. We look around today, amen, because folk need food, they need money, they need jobs, amen. They need health insurance, amen. They can't go to the doctor, amen. We find that very few folk, amen, relatively speaking, are crying out to God for that help, amen. They're crying out, amen, to the government, amen. They're crying out to family. They're crying out to friends, amen. But they profess that they believe God. They have confessed that Jesus has come in the flesh. They have confessed, amen. They can ask the Father anything in the name of Jesus, and it would be done. But yet and still, when times are troubling like they are, we're not holding fast that profession of faith, amen. So my first statement I'm going to make to you, amen, I'm not going to be long this morning, if I want to tell you this here, church, amen, I want you to do not let go. Don't let go. What do you mean don't let go, amen? Don't let go of your faith in God, amen. I'm telling you today, amen, we need to hold closer to God than any other time. Why do you say that, amen? Because the Bible declares, amen, that these times were going to come and we're seeing the time now and now is the time to hold on to God. When you don't know what you need to do, you don't know where to go, where to turn, amen. No one has an answer for you, amen. The answer is found in Jesus Christ, the crucified Savior of this world, amen. The one who died for our sins, amen. I'm telling you today, church, don't let go of your faith in God. You might say, well, brother, preacher, I've been holding on for a long time, and God ain't did nothing. Well, baby, I'm here to trade this money. You take a look and see how God has woke you up and allowed you another opportunity to get right with him. Amen. Every single day, amen, folks are going home to be with the Lord. Every single day, folks are leaving you thinking they're going to be with the Lord, amen, and yet they're making their way to hell. Why? Because they didn't hold on to their faith in God. So I'm telling you today, amen, don't let go. That's what he says. Now notice, he can let us hold fast. Hold fast. I mean, that means just stay right where you are. Keep believing God. Even when things seem 
God, and then because you look down through the record, and then you look down through the times of history, and then those individuals who stood fast and believed in God, and then everything worked out for them, amen? That's what I want to tell you this here, amen? We are to hold on to our faith, amen, as if our lives depended on it. Why? Because it does. I'm going to quickly take you, amen, to the very last book of the Bible. When we read in Revelation, amen, we see how, amen, this, this individual called Antichrist is going to come up. Amen. The time's going to come, and you preach, amen, don't think it's very long from now, amen, where you are not able to buy anything, you are not able to sell anything, short of having either one, his mark, two, his image, or three, his number, amen, and the Bible says it's the number of a man, 666, amen. He said you are not able to buy nor sell or do anything short of having his image, his mark, or his number. When that time comes, and I'm telling you real close to it, amen, when that time comes, amen, you've got to hold on to God, hold on to your faith in God, amen. Open Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not seen, and say, by faith, the elders obtain a good report of God. Notice, amen, many of us were trying to get a good report with people, but not with God, amen. People's report would not get to heaven because the Bible says one of these old days, and it won't be long, amen, you're going to stand before God, and you will give an account of every deed done in your body, be it good or not so good, amen. So you got to hold on to your faith, amen, because ch trust me, church, your life really and truly depends on it. Amen. The songwriter, amen, the singer Douglas Miller says this here, says, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. Amen. He says a little further, amen, that if the storms keep raging in my life, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. So he said, amen, when trouble comes his way, if it doesn't move out of the way, amen, he's still, amen, anchored in the Lord. Anchor means you got to stay right where you are. Be steadfast. Now, Paul tells me, that's the second point, be steadfast. Amen. Unmovable, ever abounding in the works of the Lord. Don't let the time change you. Amen. You have an opportunity, just like the disciples, amen, to change the time, to change people. Amen. Notice what happened over in the book of Acts. When the apostles came to town, amen, and they were preaching and they were teaching the word of God, amen, the world started talking about them, amen. They said, wait a minute, look who's come to our town, amen. Those men who have turned the world up. Side down, they've come here and we think they're gonna cause them trouble. I don't know about you, amen, but I want to cause them trouble, amen, in the name of God, amen. Not riding, not tearing up, but preaching and proclaiming the name of God. But how do you do it, amen? You gotta hold fast your profession of faith. Profession that is a public declaration. You have declared to the world that I'm not who I used to be. But here's something that's sad. And I pray that there's no one under the sound of my voice that's like that. We have confessed before men, we profess out of our mouth that for God I live and for God I die, we say, Lord, I'm going to trust you no matter what comes my way. I'm going to be like Job. I'm not going to move. I'm going to be like Abraham. I'm going to have faith. But yet and still, when the lights go out at night, when you find yourself somewhere else, amen, all of a sudden when trouble comes your way, all of a sudden, amen, your trust is no longer in the Lord. I'm here to tell you, amen, God is not a part-time lover. 
God don't want to love you sometimes. God loves you all the time, baby. And God's, I'm a jealous God. And God don't want you to love him part-time. God needs someone in it who's going to love him and serve him full-time. How do you do it? Hold it on to your faith in God. Faith. You can't see it, but you can see the results of it. By faith, Enoch received a good report. By faith, Enoch did not see death. The Bible said because God took it. That's what I want God to do. When the time comes, God is going to take me on home. With you, amen. And many folk, amen. And the age that we're living, amen. They're scared to die. Why? Because they haven't got it right with God. So be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And the writer says, For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. And the Lord Paul called for the Corinthian church to be steady in their work. Be steady. Be constant. Just be vigilant. Vigilant in your work for God. But many are not. They're calling on other things. And, 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 and finally, let me tell you this here as we hasten to a close. You might ask the question, why? Why? Should I remain faithful to God? Why should I hold on knowing that trouble has been all around me all the time? Why should I do it? Here's what the writer says. Because he is faithful, amen. And that God is faithful. Notice what it says here, amen. He said he is faithful that promise. See, God is the one that made the promise. God said, amen, that I would never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. God said that. God said, I love you so much. I'm going to send my son to die for you, amen. I'm going to send my son to cover all your sins, amen. And because he did that, amen, that shows us that he loved us. He's faithful. He made a promise. And God kept his promise. Today, church, are you going to keep your promise you made to God? You say, God, I'll be faithful. God, if you take care of me, God, I'm going to do right by you, God. If you write by me, God, if you keep your word to me, God, I'm going to tell somebody about the love that you have for me. God, I'm going to tell somebody what you've done for me, church. And I'm going to tell you, church, no one can tell your story about where you've been better than you can. So it's time, amen, for us to be remain faithful to God and open our mouth and tell somebody that God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. That's what he's telling us today. Remain faithful to God. Not because he's going to do something for you, because he's already done it. If God does not do anything else for you, those who are trying to get out of debt, those, amen, mothers, amen, who have heartaches every single day because you got enough ahead for children. Amen. Those, amen, who got trouble on the job. Those who just don't know what to do. Those who got help on the If God doesn't heal any of that mess, God has already healed your soul. You can, amen, make your way to heaven, amen, with some broken bones and hard feelings, amen, but you can't make your way there unless you come by the blood of Jesus. In closing, if you notice the conjunction there in verse 24, the writer said, and not only do I need to be faithful, but I also need to 
to provoke, to motivate each other to love. Love of who? Love of God and love of one another. And love of one another and love of God. You can't have one without the other. Amen. You cannot have a love in your heart for God and yet have the hatred in your heart for your brother and your sister. You cannot even have the love of God in your heart and hate that man who cuts you out. You cannot have the love of God in your heart and be mad at the one who cuts you off on the way you work. You can't do it. God says, what good is it to love those who only love you? It's in vain. That's not love, baby. That is not love at all. That is selfishness. He told us, I need you to provoke. Don't provoke me to anger. Don't kick me when I'm down. I need you to provoke me to love. How do you do that, man? You show yourself friendly. If you want friends, show yourself friendly. If you want love, show yourself loving. Christ, when we were yet dead in our sins, when we were yet unlovable, Christ loved us. How? Because he gave his life for us. When we were yet dead in our sins and our trespasses, Jesus died for us. And as a result, we are provoked, we are motivated, we are encouraged to love each other. Don't say I got faith in God and I'm hating on my brother. Motivate me to love you. Don't say, well, that brother, I just don't know that something I write about. I just come over and show that you're lovable. How? By showing me that you have the love of God in your heart. That's what we do. And here's what happens. When we do that, we find, amen, that, that the Bible tells us that when that day comes, when the Lord returns, we will find ourselves getting caught up with him. Notice, look at the world, and I'm almost done. Look at the world today. Everything is going bad. There's famines. There's wars. There's rumors of wars. There's mothers fighting against daughters. Fathers and sons going out and hugging and wine fighting. We find, I mean, in the church, I mean, there's a great falling away. Christ said, all of these things are going to happen before that great day, that great and dreadful day, as you read over in Daniel. Those are going to happen. Look at our world, church. I'm just not reading out the book now. I'm talking about what we see with our eyes. We can see it. So, therefore, we know that Christ is soon to return. When Christ returns, church, will he find you in the faith? Will he find your name in the book? Will he find that you love each other? Because here's what he told them, my final, my final words. He said, they will know that you're my disciples. But the love you have one for another, amen. Don't talk about you hate your pastor, amen. Don't say you hate this sister and that brother, but yet I love the Lord, amen. Provoke them to love. How? By showing yourself lovable. If they don't forgive you, church, what do you do? Do you stop loving them? Not at all. How many of you have went to Christ for the mess that you did and you're embarrassed about that man and said, Lord, as David said, I have sinned against you and you alone have I done this unthinkable sin. How many? That's what we have to do with our brothers and our sisters. That provokes people to love. But this morning, church, my thought for you, hold on to your faith. Don't let go. Hold on as if your life depended on it because it does. Hold on being steadfast. 
That means steady in your work for God. Steady loving your brothers and your sisters. That's what we have to do. Hold on, amen, because you have professed before God. You confessed before men. And you told me you believe in your heart, so therefore let it be seen on the outside. Let us bow. Father God, even now, we stand to you thank you for your word. I pray now, God, everyone in the sound of our voice, within the earshot of our eyesight, God, that you, God, would touch the heart, forgive their sins, strengthen God to love one another, strengthen God to hold on to their faith and their belief in you. Even in these trying and troubling times, God, even now, God, I pray that if anyone doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that you, God, would touch them, draw them to you, Father God, for your word has told us that if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you, God. So we tell you thank you, and we ask you in Jesus' name, amen. And may God bless you, God keep you. If you're here today, in person, online, and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, I'm here to tell you that God is calling you today to give your life to him. He's calling you to confess the Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Amen. If you have not received him, just please hold up your hand, amen. If you're on the internet, amen, and I'll reach out to us and let us know if you're here and you need to receive Christ, I ask that you please step out of your vehicle, amen, and just come to the front of your vehicle, and we're going to pray with you, amen. And is there one for Christ? Is there one for Christ? Amen. Let us bow. Those who are home, amen, if you desire to receive Jesus Christ, just follow the word. Father God, even now, I believe that your son Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. I believe, God, that he died for my sins, for I'm a sinner. God, I believe you raised him up from the dead. I believe, God, one day that he's coming back to that church without spot or blemish. I ask now, God, that you'll save those who desire salvation today. And God allows to know, God, you save souls. Father, for your word declares that one plant, one water, but you give an increase, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. And if those who join us on Facebook and YouTube, uh, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged. And we hope and pray that you had not known Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior before today, that you received him. And if you did, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can reach us at 912-882-6433. Or you can reach out to us on Facebook, um, SJMBC Kingsman. Amen. We'd love to hear from you. God bless you. Until next week. Amen.